Hello, friends, and welcome to the CNBC podcast, where we explore how Jesus is at work in and around our world. Calvary Monument Bible Church is a body of Christ called by Jesus to love, live, and lead for God's glory, desiring to grow in a greater love for God and a greater love for those he places in our pathways. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Calvary Monument Bible Church, we would invite you to check us out online at www.calvarymonument.org. I'm Pastor Chris Lenhart, and joining us today is Joe Cavanaugh who together with his wife Karina is preparing for full-time ministry in Mexico through World Gospel Mission. You will be encouraged and motivated today to hear how Jesus can unshackle us from the weight of sin, freeing us to live out loud for his glory. Through Jesus, Joe has a testimony of recovery over addiction. You will hear an aspiring message of how God has worked through others to help lift Joe out of difficult spaces and how God is now using, positioning, and preparing Joe and Karina to help lift others up. Grab a cup of coffee, buckle up, and prepare to be moved by what God is accomplishing through the Kavanaugh family. Jesus is at work. Let's hear what he's up to. Joe, thanks for being on with us today. Really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, Chris. Thank you. Absolutely. I would be interested, and I think our audience would be interested, in knowing a little bit about your testimony. When did you first recognize your need for Jesus? When did he first make you aware of your need for him? I first made uh, that awareness in my late 20s, um, although I struggle, and that's part of my testimony with drugs and alcohol as, as a teenager up into my 30s. Um, somehow, some way, in his in his way, he was able to um, recognize me in a way that made me need him. So, so he came to me um, through people. Um, Chuck Swindoll through 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 a message on AM radio while I was painting. Chuck Swindoll said a word and it rocked my world. And and it was Jesus starting to plant his feet in my heart, and he wouldn't leave. So so that was that was the day of reckoning um, that I knew the Lord was in pursuit of me. Mm, that's wonderful. As you were young in the faith, what were some of the things that the Lord brought into your life that helped you grow the most early on in your faith? Well, I, I think he brought, I'm a strong proponent of mentoring, and, and he brought two men into my life, Jim and Bob, um, from two different walks of life, but still serve the Lord. And, and somehow... Um, just like in Luke's gospel, the parable of the uh, wedding feast. At the end, the uh, king says, my table's still empty. Go to the hedges and highways and convince them to come in. Mm. Well, these guys did that. They came to my hedge and highway, which was an addiction, mm. and, 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 and squatting and squalor, if you will, and they sat with me, and they spoke to me, and they listened to me generously. And that's how they convinced me to start coming to the table. So it was this great patience with me, uh, answering questions, um, starting to let me understand what does it mean to follow the Lord? What, is, what does it mean to be in a sanctification process? And they were, like I said, I can't say how patient they were because I was a mess. My, my mind was not good. And yet they were able to speak to that um, in a way that made me know they cared about me. So once they, once they established this love for me, I allowed them to start critiquing me. I allowed them to lean into me. 
and call me to task and I knew that it was out of love and what they reminded me of is that's how Jesus is loving me so Jesus was working his um, his relationship with me through them until I could get an actual more personal relationship so I, I needed men to model Christ until I could find Christ myself hmm wow Talk a little bit about that breakthrough moment with the addiction. Was that at your moment of salvation or was that afterwards in that process of spiritual growth and sanctification? When, when did that happen and how did the Lord bring that about? Yeah, so, so my salvation or, or my, my hitting my knees, if you will, because I, I, I literally was listening to Chuck Swindoll and I was in my bedroom and he talked about Christ on the cross and, and I got and I got somehow knocked to my knees. I I, don't, I came off the bed and I was on my knees in tears, hmm. and and I could see the Lord loving me from the cross and calling me, and it wrecked me. He he interrupted me terribly, and and I knew that I had to continue that relationship. Chris, it took me six more years hmm. of struggle in that letting go of addiction, letting go of sinful ways. I was um. I was I was a violent man. I was an angry man, mm-hmm. and and so it took a while. And again, what these guys kept pointing me back towards was this is Christ working in you, Joe. This is this is uh, this is sanctification. Um, this is the devil tempting you. This is Christ disciplining you. And they started to teach me the differences until finally um, I started to talk to the Lord personally myself. Mm-hmm. I said, "What do I need to do?" They said, "Get up in the morning." Get your coffee. I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Get your Marlboros. Get your coffee. Show up. So all you got to do, Joe, is show up. Give yourself 10 minutes. It was so hard because your mind's racing to beat the band, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'd show up, and as always, he showed up. Mm-hmm. And it was just with a word or a whisper. And all of a sudden, the relationship started. Now I have a personal interaction with the living God. Mm-hmm. And, and But it was baby steps. It's like Paul talks about. I was I was on a lot of milk. Mm-hmm. And they were letting me stay on the milk and stay on the milk. And then, then they started to ask me about more solid food. So, like I said, so then I got, I got clean. Mm-hmm. I eventually made the breakthrough because God interrupted me again. And now I was drug and alcohol free. And I started to get clarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so that transformation really picked up the pace. And now I'm hungry. Now I'm saying, wow, Lord, you, you removed the obsession. You, you've removed that, that miraculous moment. I gotta, go, I gotta go follow you. Let me see what else you got for me, wow. you know? Yeah. I think, uh, again, when I hear your testimony, and you shared this with me before about the role that mentors have played in your life, that, that's been a huge part of my spiritual growth as well. Mentorship is often misunderstood in the church today. I think, you know, you, you got to get a book and do a book study together or something. We, we, we think more about knowledge than we think about life on life. And man, the best mentoring relationships are life on life. And, and that's what happened to you in the heart of where you were at. And I think what's been amazing about your ministry, and if you can speak into this a little bit, is how the Lord has now helped uh, you be a mentor to others, where he's recycled what you experienced early in your spiritual walk, and now you've been able to invest in others in that same way. Talk a little bit about what that's looked like. Well, I went under these two guys in discipleship mm-hmm. for a couple years, and, and as they were walking me through and walking me through, um, I started to say, you know, I, I said, thank you so much. How can I, how can I ever repay you for that? And he said, you got you got to give this away to keep it, Joe. You got to give it away to keep it. So now you go find. I said, I'm still young in it. He says, but you're older than this guy. So you've been walking two years. Go find the guys walking 30 days. 
and now you can speak into you can speak into his early walk with the Lord better than we can because it's still fresh with you. And all of a sudden, I started to get purpose in the Lord, and that that worth that comes from following Christ, it's it's empowering. And I'm like, I can actually help somebody come out of that mess by just sharing what you guys have shared with me. No original thoughts here. I don't got original thought. It's all what I've been taught through God's word and through these mentors. And I started doing that. The passion that I got and the energy that I got from that just took off. Mm. And so now I started to go in the prisons. I started going to mental health units. I started going to the people um, who I knew. I'd go in and I'm like, yo, I got some good news. I'm like, what? I said, there's a way out. I found the way out, man. Mm -hmm. and, and, and because it was still fresh, it wasn't too long ago. So I, I'm really telling you, I'm out. Now, now, do you want to hear how I got out? And do you want to hear what the Lord can do? And some guys said yes. And some guys said no. But, but I knew when I went home at the end of the day and I laid my head on the pillow, I did what was I called to do. And, and that started a ministry within my own conversion and walking where I got to help the next guy. I am my brother's keeper. Holy cow, Amen. I'm my brother's keeper. Mm. And, Amen. So, and God kept on like setting things up, orchestrating things, so so I would continue to be sanctified through the mentors, and now I'm mentoring others. So there's this wonderful chain going. Mm -hmm. So if I had a question about a guy, I would, I'd call my mentors up and like, this guy, God, he, he's outside his mind, man. You should hear this. What do you think? And they, and they say, well, here's what I think, and they'd still help me. Or, or, they, or, they, or I'd call them up and say, you know, because life on life's terms, I, I was hitting walls. Mm -hmm. I was hitting sanctification. Mm -hmm. I was hitting temptation. Mm -hmm. And I'd call them up and I'd be, I'd be whining and yelling, and, and they would, and I'll never forget, they'd say, pray for three days and call me back. I didn't want to hear that. Wow. But they taught me the power of prayer. If I just sit on my hands a little bit and pray, well, sure enough, in three days, it was a different story mm -hmm. because I had sought the Lord. So, so unbeknownst to me, they were continuing to disciple my prayer life because I was going to do whatever they said. I had given them my life. Mm -hmm. As I gave to the Lord and I trusted them, everything they said, even though I didn't like jumping through some of the hoops, as I look back, I'm like, I could have never got here unless I, unless I do it what he said. You know what I mean? It was just so good. So, so I am, and if we look in God's word, it's discipleship all the way through. It's mentoring all the way through. We can just find many individuals who have spoken into younger men, right? Uh, yeah, and, and I think one of the challenges sometimes that we run into with that is we have setbacks. You know, we start working with a brother and uh, things are going well and you're seeing growth and it's exciting. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's a, there's a pit and there's a stumble. How did you keep from getting discouraged when those moments came about with brothers that you were working with? Because I, I had that same struggle. Hmm. And so, so when, I, when I'd hit that pit or I'd hit that wall and they got less as I got closer to the Lord, but when I hit them, I, I would be so hard on myself. And one of my, the older mentors would say, gentle, gentle with yourself, gentle as the Lord is gentle. I'm not condoning your struggle, but I'm saying if you beat yourself up too hard, you're going to regress. So mm. confess, mm. give it to the Lord, mm. get up and get moving. Mm. And, and that really helped me not get mired down in woe is me. And, and so, so I was able to take that and I would say to the next guy, you know, they call me up and say, well, I used again, or, or I put my hands on my kids. I mean, sometimes it's pretty hard stuff. Mm. And I'm saying, you gotta go confess that, let it go and get moving. Do not let this drag you down. Satan would love for you to say, I'm not worthy. Christ has made us worthy. 
So I can't tell you how many men were encouraged by that as I was. It was just a it was just a reflection of the mentoring on me. How freeing was it to come to the realization as you were processing through this that you in the end weren't ultimately in control or responsible for the growth of those brothers, that it was the Lord doing the work of sanctification. Did that help free you a little bit and, and keep you from getting discouraged? It did, it did. And one of the things that I that I would see a lot of times in Paul's letters to Corinthians, he kept on talking about this pride thing and, and, and being puffed up. And and if you don't have love, it's banging that, that symbol. And and I experienced that because when when you help somebody, you can you can start taking responsibility for that, but that sets you up for a fall. And I had a couple of them. I'm like, you know, I look, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? And then something would happen, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. So through a process of trial and error and, and following myself, I came to that conclusion, which which God always knew already, is that I'm in charge. And and, and you are like Moses. You are my mouthpiece. And, and I, I, have, I have let you do this, but ultimately at the end of the day, I control man's heart. And so that was, that was a lesson that had to be learned over time of ups and downs. But, mm-hmm. but the more I got that, the more I'm like, you just call me to go talk. That's all. And then you'll take care of the rest? Heck, that, that, that gave me even more energy. So I'm not, I'm responsible, my brother's keeper, but then the next level, it's God's responsibility. And he already says he has that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Very freeing, very freeing. Mm-hmm. You have done this ministry in uh, the context of recovery groups. Yes. You have done this ministry in the context of the church. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about how can the church in general, not one specific congregation, but the church as a whole, as you step back and look at it, how can the church do a better job of ministry to addicts and those in recovery? Well, I, I think we, we, we chatted about this a little earlier. If I can remember my posture as a sinner, mm-hmm. saved by grace, if I can remember um, that I am, I am one step away from a struggle, um, or I can tell you about the struggle I had last week, I mean, that, that makes me feel um, I have common ground. So, so the more I can, I can humility, which we continue to need dosa, stay humble with this, I can, I can reach to that guy across the aisle. You know what I mean? Um, learning not to look down at people, but look across was huge for me. Mm. You don't look down at people, you look across the table because they are the same as you. Mm. And, I, and I think that's the work of the Holy Spirit. My, my, my own thinking is not be, because, of, because of my sinful nature. You know, but I think if we can get to the place of like, um, I'm a sinner. You know what I mean? Saved by grace, but still have that nature that I continue to battle with right in my sanctification I can see that brother across from me and say I, I can go put my arm around him some of the things I've went through and you know I've, I've lost a boy I lost a boy to drugs and alcohol I cannot tell you the avenues that is open for me when there's a brother or sister who has lost a child I get to go around them and say guess what I get I get that so God orchestrates ministries for me through some of the messes mm-hmm. so the message comes through the mess so I think if we can look at our own lives and how God has taken us from the brokenness and healed us, there are a boatload of people around us. If we're willing to lean in a little and ask, same situation. I'm amazed when I get around a table and talk to people and just in a little while, they want to talk. 
man, they are they are dying to share some of the burdens they are carrying. Mm -hmm. But until you can be transparent about your own brokenness, like nobody's saying a word. That's you know right. what I mean? Because I can't let you in. Because if I let you in, you see some of the stuff I have. We still want to be with me. And those mentors, again, they heard the horrendous things I did, and and they said, "Well, we love you." And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to love you till you love yourself. And we're going to keep loving on you. And so that means that, and I've had this experience, if I, we can get together and talk a little while, God's grace appears, Jesus appears, and all of a sudden people start dropping walls. And I am amazed at some of the burdens that people are carrying and they're not saying a thing about. Mm. So, yeah. I heard the other day, because of Jesus, all of us who are in Christ are greater than our worst behavior and 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 I think we often forget that and we we forget what we've been given in Christ Jesus and so that's so encouraging I think what's been amazing uh, is that over the years I've known you is I've, I've had the privilege of watching what the Lord has done in your life in the window of time that I've known you and and you've always had this ministry of mentorship since I known you you've been a mentor to me but even more recently, stirring your heart towards something new, bringing somebody into your life and creating something in that relationship that was moving you towards something bigger, something that, that you, at the beginning of it, didn't even know what it was. But now, as you're walking in obedience, it's starting to become clearer. Talk a little bit about what the Lord is calling you to right now. Well, and but I'll just go back to that walking in obedience. Yeah, that is so important because that keeps me in God's narrative, mm. and if I'm in His story, not my story. My story, there is no my story. It's in His story, in that obedience. Hindsight, that 2020, it has just been the setup for the next thing that He's called me to. Mm. And so, as I've done ministry, and I had I had gotten to the point where I said, I'll go home single, Lord. Uh, because I can serve you, and my ministries gave me intimate relationships, not not the husband and wife one, but it was sufficient. It was mm -hmm. absolutely sufficient because I had him. Mm -hmm. um, but yet, he chose to send me a, a woman, mm -hmm. and 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 in that orchestration again, that he had perfectly aligned us apart, and then when he brought us together, the alignment was it dovetailed. It dovetailed, and when we got together, and, and it was it was like a force to be reckoned with because you had two people who were single and working in God's garden, you know, what I mean, in the church, um, relational, and then we got together and we said, He has called us for something different, hasn't He? And it, and it just started getting clearer and clearer. And as we prayed and stayed obedient to that, like doors opened. You know, revelations came. I had a vision in Haiti. Like all these things because mm. of that obedience and, and staying open. So so here comes my wife, Karina, who, um, oh my oh my goodness, I, I could go an hour with her. <laughs> I mean, she she is just a powerful woman of the Lord and, and, and balances me wonderfully. Um, she grounds me wonderfully. And so this all of a sudden we're seeing that, that this orchestration of the Lord again has been perfect for what he's called us to which now he has called us to be missionaries, mm -hmm. you know? And she, she over here was already having that stirred, 
I over here have been wanting to do that. I, I went to work just to do ministry. I went to work to pay the bills. That was just like a means to the end because, because it was the ministry that I loved doing. Um, and, and I wanted to do that. How can I do this full time? Well, I had to raise the kids and pay bills, but all of a sudden me and Karina get together and, and now we can partner together with the Lord. So uh, what, a, what a great God story, again. And, but I, but I, I appreciate, what, am I staying obedient to him the best I can? Not perfect, but in that obedience, he just keeps writing the next chapter for you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he's taking you guys now in this process of training to become missionaries. Uh, you've had some education. You've been able to go and see a potential location how has that looked in this process what has that looked like well the education again my wife's got a doctorate mm -hmm. um, she teaches pediatric nursing um, so she's from that uh, academic field so when the uh, education first came in I'm like what's this you know what I mean because because I'm kind of like a hands-on let's go let's just go meet people and talk and she said no no there's great value in this there's great value so we took the five courses through Liberty University and Chris, it just opened my eyes again because we were in Old Testament, New Testament, critical thinking, you know, about God's word, um, cross-cultural evangelization. And here it breaks open um, the, the white community that I lived, you know, because, oh, 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 there's others. Like, I'm not kidding. It's like because you, you get a mindset where you're at, like this is the world, and, and these teachings and these classes just open God's world to me. So that was, it's even more exciting to yeah. do so uh, so yeah we went to we went to Mexico we went on a vision trip got commissioned by World Gospel Missions and we, we went to several sites and we went to this one site called Bella Vista which means beautiful view but it's a very impoverished village and, and when Karina and I so this was like our we did an eight-day run through central Mexico visiting spots and we hit this spot and we both started crying <laughs> and God broke our heart and 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 any time that he reveals like that, if I go back in, I just find that in the Word. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just find that. It's like, oh, you wrote about this already, Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you've invited me into that. So he broke our hearts, and, and it is the hood. I mean, it mm -hmm. is. there's some hard stuff there, but but we know there's, um, there's, there's reconciliation. There's restoration mm -hmm. because we have that. So, I've, so as we're in our own restoration, now I can say, I got, again, what I told you in the beginning, I got mm -hmm. some good news, bro. Yeah. I got some good news for you. Yeah. There is a way out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we we just God bless us with more fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So 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 let's get up and go. And mm -hmm. and so we've we've we're slowly working towards that to uh, build community in Bay of Vista. Mm -hmm. I love I love that message that that there's a way out of this. That there's good news. There's a way out of this because Jesus sets the captives free, mm -hmm. and and the captivity uh, a lot of times the bondage it's sin, but it manifests itself in poverty. And in many other ways, uh, addiction, and there's a way out. Jesus can secure that for us. This is beautiful. So you are in the process of raising support. Yes. Raising um, uh, partners and, and networks and things like that. How's that going for you? Where are you at in the process? Uh, just kind of give us an update on all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so we just, we just got our, our latest tallies in. We're sitting at 50%. Um, which is really good. A lot of the churches in this area have partnered with us. Um, so we're very encouraged by that. Um, we have some upcoming meetings with, with our home church and a couple other churches. Um, but the Lord's teaching me that I still, I don't have a lot to do with this. I, I just have to go talk. 
Um, I have to just knock on the door, share my vision, and then he will provide. And that's been a, that's been a tough lesson. That's been a very um, humbling lesson that I can't, I, as much as I'd love to, he keeps letting me know, I do this, you don't. Hmm. So again, being taught as you keep moving in obedience that you ultimately, Lord, you're in control. So we're excited at 50%, um, co- even with COVID, we, we've still been able to raise funds um, because God is God is in, in charge of this. Um, so we continue to press forward. Um, we're selling our house. That was that was part of the deal. We're going to let go of this house, get going. We're still not ready to go, but we know we still let go of the house. So again, it's that one pastor told me, take the step in faith and the emotions will catch up later. Hmm. And I love that, you know, because the emotions will keep wow. you in check. Wow. But if you step, guess what? It, true word, right? Oh. Here comes the faith that you were scared about because you've stepped with the Lord. Man. And he is just continuing to. So guess what? I got some more good news for people. Take the step and trust. And, and I can testify to that. That reverberates so much uh, just in our life, that that comment. Take the step in faith and let the emotions catch up because you are right, Joe. Uh, man, emotionally uh, and, and even from a logistical or logical perspective, some of the decisions that, that, that you guys have made, selling your home before you're, you're on the field and some of these things and some of the decisions in our life, uh, bringing these four boys into our home, they make no sense. And, and emotionally, you would never make these decisions. But my goodness, um, sometimes the Lord draws you to a place where you can do nothing but take that step. And I think you and Karina were probably at that place. When you first came to me, the quote that I remember that has stuck with me, that has invaded my life over and over and over again, we want to finish well. Yes, yes, yes. And we, we have to sometimes go back to that and sit in that again. It's like in, in our lives, as, as we walk with the Lord, He has met us and we've built altars, if you will. He's met mm. us and we've built. He's met. We have to go back sometimes to those, those um, encounters and pull, because there's always grace still there. Mm. I just got to go back and pull again. Mm. So that finished well is another one that we go back, especially if we get a little sidetracked as we would. Um, we, we said, Lord, we want to finish well. Oh, that's right. And you will provide how we do that. So let's get moving again. So you have to you have to keep on going back to the grace that n- never stops. It's, it's that well that never stops giving the water that we need, that eternal water. So we, we, we don't stay thirsty like we used to. We're fulfilled, you know. Um, and the more we and the more we can be kingdom workers like, dude, that is a huge thing in our lives now. I'm a kingdom worker. Lord, you you have purposed me to forward your kingdom. You you. Me? Yes, you, Joe. I have a specific plan for you. And so, again, being being uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit with that, you, you can get a little fearless about that. Like, I'm not worried about the house. Mm-hmm. You promised me that you will provide, and, and his track record has been really well. Every <laughs> once in a while, yeah. if I get a little fussed up and I go into a prayerful meditation, he takes me on a history lesson. He says, mm-hmm. come on, let's take a walk. Mm-hmm. Let's take a walk back a couple years. And, and he walks me through these altars and says, do you remember that, Joe? That was a close one, wasn't it? I was there for you. Do you remember that, Joe? Yes, Lord, I do. I w- that was my grace again. All right, lesson done. Thanks, Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and so he, he, he recenters me, mm-hmm. gets my feet back in where it needs to go. He has now become the mentor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's so good because now there's this person. I just got to go. I mean, I still have my mentors. I will always have my mentors until they go home to the Lord. But now Christ is my mentor. Mm-hmm. And that's been the transformation. 
You know what I mean? Those are those memorial stones, those Ebenezers that the old in the Old Testament the Lord would say, put a stone up here uh, to remember what I have done. And man, we have those all through our lives, stakes. Uh, and man, that is the time in those discouraging and disappointing and in those fear-filled moments when you take that step of faith and you're like, what have I done? To be able to look back and sit with the Lord and go back through that history lesson and explore those Ebenezer's, those stones. Oh, so powerful. I had a woman one time, and God, anytime you're ready for a new transformation, my experience is the Lord has already positioned people around you hmm. way before. So now that you're finally ready, here comes the people who've been waiting for you, right? It's amazing. So I had this lady come to me one time, and we were talking about serving the Lord, and she says, do you want God, do you want to see God's hand? Or do you want to see his face? Because the hand, you're looking for a gift. If you want to see a face, you're looking for the relationship. And that stuck with me. I don't want, I, I want you. I want, I want the face of the Lord. I want to see that, um, you know, in, in such an intimate way. Um, and things that stick with you for your life. Mm-hmm. And that you pass on. Mm-hmm. So everything, like I said, I don't have an original thought, Chris. I really <laughs> don't. It's just, it's just what's been poured into me by people and the Lord himself in, in intimate moments. I was sitting with a guy I was working with in a, in a it's called Restart. It's a, it's a Christian uh, halfway house. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about certain things, and, and there was a scripture that, that came to mind. And as I said that to him, and this is the first time I've seen this, I said that to him, I could see the Spirit come out of me, not come out, but I saw it hit his heart, and it moved him, and it changed him. And God, God, God didn't have to do that, but he allowed me to see the power of the word, of the obedience, and this guy shifted. Mm. You could see the transformation. Mm. I mean, I just, I'll never forget that. I don't know if he'll give it to me again. It doesn't matter. He, he allowed it to happen, you know? And, and so, so there's so much power in our reaching out to others and, and, and meeting them where they're at. That's so key, because Jesus didn't wait for me to get to a certain place. Right. He came and got, he met me where I was at. Mm. And that's critical when we when we mentor when we when we disciple or fellowship people. Can I meet you exactly where you're at? You ain't got to be no further, no no uh, farther away or closer. Wherever you're at is just fine. Here we go. Mm. Yeah. Incarnational ministry is dirty ministry. It's you're gonna messy. get dirty. You're gonna get oh messy. Because uh, man, we're all messy. I'm messy. You're messy. We we have got our deficiencies and our weaknesses, and it's it's only because of Christ that we can sit here. And uh, in the place that we're at, and have the ministry we do, and and so you you're preparing to go on the field. Uh, you're in this season of of support raising, but in the midst of this, the Lord has called you to something to do right now. So you're you're getting ready to go out there, but the Lord's saying, no, no, there's ministry right now as you prepare. I'm giving to you. Here's what I want you to do. Talk a little bit about what you're going to be starting here. Yeah. So so about a month ago. Um frustration was coming again it's 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 part of the as you get disciplined it's frustrating and we're saying boy we'd love to be on the field um i had a couple older saints saying god's timing's perfect i need to hear that again um but we'd like to stay busy we like to stay with our gifts and talents let's keep them sharp let's keep them moving and so we went down to sandy cove we went down to the chesapeake and prayed for a weekend um and the, and the lord said to us and karina, karina went into ephesians like for the whole weekend like she didn't talk much, but she wrote a lot, and I was just—I I have a different way of—I was daydreaming and thinking and jotting things down. But um, he said, 
your mission field is here till I send you. I want you to get moving. I want you. I want you. He's so good, man. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at Southern Lancaster County and your church as Bayavista. Vista. I wow. want you to look at it as that and and start falling in love with this community I've placed you in now and get moving in ministry. And do the same thing that you were going to do, that you've been doing, but but stop waiting. i got work for you to do. So we started praying, like, what does that look like? And, and what we're doing now, we're sitting in my back porch around a table, and we're being transparent. We're talking about the Lord. We're talking about... Our, our postures of, of sinfulness sometimes, but also of grace, and that's in my wheelhouse. I mean, that, that's how I've been brought up, so why not do that here while we're waiting for the Lord to send us? So we came up with table talk because, and, and I didn't, one guy said to me the other day, I forgot, Christ ate a lot of meals. Jesus was always eating, right? He was always <laughs> hanging out at dinners yep. and around tables and, and having some wonderful conversations, and, and so why not? So, so we've gone to our pastor, and it's going to be presented to the elders, and we want to go visit people. You said to me, the church might be closed a little, the building, but not the church itself. The mm-hmm. church is wide open. Mm. So this is all outside building work. Mm. We need to get outside the buildings. COVID protocol, and, and, and Karina's a nurse, like who thought that one through, right? <laughs> so here we have a medical professional who knows how to do this really, really well. Mm. And then whatever the person needs, we meet them there. COVID protocol, six foot, out on a port. It doesn't matter. But what we're doing is we're ministering to because the, the brokenness in Bay of Vista is here That's also. Right. That's right. We just, got, we just got to get people to just be able to touch that themselves and be able to talk about um, the ears that are closed sometimes or the eyes that are shut. You know, and we feel that, that God has given us enough experiences through life and a passion for this that we can reach. We can reach. There's nobody we... Nobody we can reach. That's right. We can reach everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Christ has showed us all along the way, through youth ministry, through adult ministry, you know what I mean? In community living, it's all about community. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we stay outside the building? I mean, that's our big push. We don't want to go inside anybody's building mm-hmm. for now. And because we're making a statement mm-hmm. that everybody's just sitting on their hands and getting, like, what do we do? We believe this is a holy pause. Mm-hmm. We believe this is a call to start moving in different directions. Mm-hmm. And so we are stoked, my friend. We are so excited mm-hmm. that God has allowed us again, has said, here, do this me for a while. And, and we've just been empowered and passionate again. We, we can't wait to start. So, so we'll work as a, as a means to the end, mm-hmm. but we're, we're back in ministry as full-time as we can. Visiting as often as you can, spending time with people, coming alongside of them. I love how you said uh, Bayo Vista is here. Because I think so often we look and we say, well, them and us, them and us. And what a revelation when Jesus says, them is us. Amen. Them is us. It, we, we, we felt that in Haiti, you know, and we look at Haiti and we say, well, them and us and them and us. And no, them is us. We deal with the same brokenness, mm. the same poverty that exists there exists here. Mm. A lot of times we just don't look at it we refuse to look at it and um man that's amazing you're gonna you're gonna run after the hurting the lonely the isolated you're gonna run after the people that just need a relationship in their life right now to sit down to talk to share brokenness to share life and you're gonna do life with people and jesus is gonna bless that 
Amen. Amen. And we're hoping to take communion because as Christians, our narrative is the supper. That's right. That That is our narrative. And we've gotten away from that in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But when you gather around the table, can we still gather around the communion? So we're looking forward to be able to take communion to people. Mm-hmm. Zoom meetings, it doesn't matter. If we have to do Zoom, fine. We're still outside the building and we're, we're still personally interacting. I was at church years ago, a Presbyterian church, and the pastor said to me, some of these people who come in um, have not had a human touch all week long. Wow. When they do the kiss of peace, they get to touch. And he says, and I have to always remember that, because we need that touch. We need that physical or emotional, spiritual touch. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, Joe, I thank you for your time, for being willing to come on today. I'm always blessed and encouraged by our time together. and. Um, if there are folks that want to prayerfully support you guys or want to even support you maybe financially, how could they do that? How can they find you and uh, what might that look like? So um, you can go to onto World Gospel Missions website, look for Joe and Karina Cavanaugh serving in Mexico. We have a site there. We also have a Facebook page, Joe and Karina Cavanaugh Missionaries. So there's two places there and then there's a bunch of information, uh, emails, um, our story, our why, why we're doing this, so that they could reach that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and that could be a, a great start. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you, and uh, certainly encouraged. And we pray that the Lord would go before you. And can we just pray before we close today? Okay. All right. Lord, thank you so much for Joe and Karina for their heart, for how you've drawn them together from different backgrounds, and yet prepared them for such a time as this and you've prepared a people for them to minister to and right now lord it's the people in their own community and so we just pray that you would uh, break down any barriers and obstacles that you would send them forth with a word of encouragement and grace that they would enjoy their time ministering and celebrating and remembering and proclaiming your death and resurrection with those that they come into contact with and lord we're ready for when you're ready to send them And uh, we just pray that all of those things that need to be leveled would be leveled before them Mm. and that they would continue to have the boldness and the courage to walk in obedience to what you've called, uh, thankful for what you're going to do, and we will celebrate you through their ministry. We know that that's their heart, Lord, and that's our heart as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone, for being on today. We'll see you next time.